What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to the Big Honker Podcast. Listen, turkey season is getting ready to gear up all across the nation. We're getting started here uh, this weekend, and Pacific Calls has everything that you need to be successful turkey hunting this spring. Uh, they got brand new pot calls out, redesigned pot calls, mouth calls. They've got it all. Go over to PacificCustomCalls.com and use our promo code BHP25. Save you 25% on everything that you're going to need to be successful in the turkey woods this spring. So check them out, PacificCustomCalls.com. We are brought to you by the Great Boss Shot Shells. Home of the brand new number nines, the Stanfield nines. That's right, the Stanfield nines by Boss. Mm -hmm. Perfect for teal hunting, dove hunting, quail hunting. Folks, You're it's, smaller birds. it's coming down the road where you're not going to be shooting lead no more at all. So you might as well jump on the train and get on the Stanfield nines. Also, turkey season is firing up all over the United States. You got Boss Tom out there. It is very, very wicked, and I tell you what. People loved it in Nashville. Yes, they the did. The turkey, they were buying them left and right. I didn't get to go, but that's what I heard. Well, so maybe next year you can come. Go check them out. They're direct to consumerbossshotshells.com, and you can order everything that you want. That simple. Also, we're brought to you by Mossberg. We shot that 940 all season long. Boy, I saw a couple of over-unders they had at their booth in Nashville. You're all about mm -mm -mm. it. Nice, good-looking guns. Good thing about the 940 is everything is oversized, so your buttons and your and your uh, levers, you know, you're going to be, it's going to, it's a waterfowl gun. You're you can get a hold of wearing gloves. It might be fingers a little bit cold. Everything's oversized. Easy to operate in cold weather. Mossberg.com. Mossberg.com. We're also brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. It's time for you to get skinny. Silhouettes are the way to go. Uh, socks, silhouettes, Dive Bomb has changed the game whenever you look at the way you set out a decoy spread. Everything, you got to get the bag so everything packs up extra nice and neat. Uh, Dive Bomb, it's an investment, ladies and gentlemen. It's much easier to have five or ten dozen Dive Bombs in your trailer than it is to monkey around with full bodies all season long. They look great. They're coming out with an all-new line of fully flocked decoys, so uh, be on the lookout for that. Divebombindustries.com. It's not too late to start building that spread for next year. We are also brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. Mr. Alex Langbell spent a lifetime in the first responders game. He knows what you need to keep your four-legged hunting buddy safe. Field trauma kit. We got it in every vehicle out here. Stop bleeding. Keep Get warmed up cool off save a lot of lives it can so you never know when you're going to need that thing so just have it on hand have one in your vehicle have one in your hunting bag they've also got the quick release system i put lou in it every single day tethers onto his collar and then you just pull a little string whenever you're ready for him to go no more dogs breaking i hate when i see that on instagram post people post these big rain outs and the dogs running out in the middle of it put that little fucker on the quick release system from gun dog outdoors and it might save his life also we're brought to you by shin gear they're not just a waiter company anymore. Bibs, uh, vest, boots. Jackets. Jackets, everything. Everything. The best part about shin gear is every they're, they're tailoring their stuff to be completely waterproof. I wore their bibs all season long now that I can talk about it. Totally waterproof, totally windproof. Hunted in a couple downpours, never got wet. Jackets, same way. Uh, they make a great product over there. And their waiters are second to none. And they've got the guarantee that they will stand behind their product as long as you stand in them so if you run into a problem a little snag a little burr barbed wire send them back they'll fix them okay great customer service which is lost in today's world 
Jeff Jones is a great guy. Great guy. Great customer service. Excellent customer service. Check him out. Shingear.com. Lucky Duck. That's right. Saw Tim and Luke this last weekend in Nashville, and they have all kinds of new lines of stuff. They got a bunch of new stuff coming out. A great company. I'll tell you right now, if you put your dog in a dog kennel, it needs to be in a Lucky Duck dog kennel. That's the way Lou rides. Crash rated. Five-star crash test rated. Has a fan in there, don't you? Got it? a fan in there for his little fat ass in September and October. Flat we're screen TV, hunting. watch Scooby-Doo. That's Doom. all that we need. It's got a nice little bed in there. Uh, people are varmint hunting right now. They've got an incredible sound system for, for varmints. And I tell you what, I want to shoot a raccoon. I saw... Uh, that raccoon hunting looks fun, don't it? It does look fun. You can do it with the Lucky Duck. Just got a little tail on there, and a little bastard will just come right up. Um Best day frames on the market, the Lucky Duck 2x4 blind, and the, still have the best uh, motion decoy spinners. They got swimmers. They got all sorts of stuff. So whatever you're needing, if you're needing to get motion into your spread, I would check out LuckyDuck.com. They're the best. We are also brought to you by the boys up at uh, the Looking Glass Podcast. Go to Patreon, type in Looking Glass Podcast. You donate to their account, and you will get their entire library of debauchery. Uh, tell you what, Logan and Rebel are some of the best human beings on earth, and they run a fantastic podcast. You need to go to Patreon right now and subscribe to their podcast. It will change your life. It will make those long drives uh, seem like minutes. So go check them out at the Looking Glass Podcast. We're also brought to you by the Hunt Proof app. Keep your hunts alive by writing them down you will regret that when you get older if you don't if i wish i'd give anything if i'd have had this from when i was younger to keep back all of my stuff i did just to keep track the records the hunts the weather what happened that day because man it just takes a little bit of reminder and you can go back and relive all them things in your mind you can post pictures to your entry so not only do you have what you've written down but if it's a special hunt and you've got a picture you can attach it to the entry also so uh, they're onto something over there at the Hunt Proof app, and you need to go set up an account right now. It's easy to find. Go to the App Store, whether you're iPhone, Android, whatever. Go to your App Store, download the Hunt Proof app, and start logging your hunts. Start logging your memories with your loved ones. We're also brought to you by Alpha Outdoors Specialties, maker of the Stanfield stool. And from what I hear, it's going to be really, really nice. And the blind caddy. And the blind caddy. They had them in that Nashville. Nashville. That's going to change the way that you sit in an A-frame. Keep your coffee, shotgun shells, keep it all out of the mud. So be looking for that from Alpha Outdoor Specialties. We're also brought to you by Bangtail Whiskey. It is not for the faint of heart. Bangtail embodies a select few who believe in hard work and relish in the opportunity to take a step back to enjoy the fruits of their labor. Whether relaxing for a midweek swallow or communing on the weekend with quality people, Bangtail is sure to provide a truly unique and tasteful experience time and time again. With Deep Southern Roots, Bangtail provides a first-class, handcrafted whiskey experience. Pour a jigger of Bangtail and enjoy. Must be 21 years or older. Brought to you by Dirty Duck. There you go. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. They got all kinds of new stuff. They have a copper wine glass. What? Bring one of them home for Michelle. She wanted one of those. They had some uh, copper coffee cups, mugs. They sold out of them before I could get one of them. And they got some really cool caps. Their, their swag is out of this world. Check out DirtyDuck.com. Coffee, they ship it all over the place. Had a guy from England message me yesterday and said, hey, will they send coffee to England? Uh, I need to call contact Buck and find out if they do. But anyways, they will ship it anywhere and everywhere. And that's Dirty Duck. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. It's the way to go. And brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. We will have David on here on the podcast next couple weeks talk about ducks 
the event at Texas Motor Speedway in May. Uh, it's crazy that that's right around the corner yep. I mean, when you think about it. Skies are full. It's because of Ducks Unlimited. They have con- conservation. Hunters are the best conservationists. Ducks Unlimited is best, the best platform for conservation in America or in the world for that matter. So please go check out DU and look for a local event. Uh, also, we're brought to you by Double T British Kennels. If you are in the market for a new little hunting buddy this off season, I would highly recommend that you go check out Double T British Kennels. They've got fantastic dogs, whatever you're looking for. New puppy, started dog, finished dog. They've got it all. Double T British Kennels, and they've got a very, very good bloodline and cute little, cute little guys. We hunted over two of his dogs this past uh, winter. Adam and Sam were two of the best very, very well-mannered, and they were really good in the field. So Double T British Kennels is the way to go. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. We've got just maybe one. We can take on one more turkey hunter this year, one or two more. No, we're booked. We're booked. Never mind. That's gone. Uh, if you want to book for dove hunting. Yep. I've got the second weekend that? of dove season open, September 8th, and then I can do a corporate I can do two corporate groups during the week, and one in September and one in October. I don't have the dates on me right now. But anyways, holler at us if you're looking for a dove hunt. Dove season's fixing to start filling in. Uh, most of it's filled in already, but I do have some dove hunting spots available. Just look us up at stanfieldhunting.com. Thank, Thank y'all. You. God bless y'all, and have a wonderful week. Okay, this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Tara Akins, and she is a raccoon lover. She actually volunteers her time to rehabilitate raccoons. And uh, the recent raccoon contest in Texas has created a bit of a stir. There have been some uh, unsavory videos posted online, and um, she has a big problem with that. So we have a very, very good conversation. Um, And yeah, I think that more people should listen to the other side and have a respectful debate. And that's what we had here. So uh, it was a lot of fun. We hope that you enjoy this episode. Here she is, Tara Akins. Let's hit that. That and that. Okay. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast, brought to you by Shin Gear. I'm Jeff Stanfield with the world-famous Andy Shaver. That's me. Hand me that water over there. I didn't get a, a drink break like you did. Should have made you a hot tea. Should have. Got a pedicure. With us today, from Charlotte, North Carolina, Miss Tara Akins. Tara, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you, guys, Jeff and Andy, for having me. We're excited We're to good. have you. We want the Big controversy now, or not controversy, things are starting to happen in Texas and, and a lot of places are. We're starting to see raccoon hunting contest and it's coons possums and other fur-bearing animals and tara i can tell by looking at your wall over there that you like raccoons just a little bit i was showing andy my earrings earlier so raccoons there too 
Got to represent. Okay. So, <laughs> tell, so are you with an organization or just a concerned citizen? citizen? I'm actually with New Leaf Wildlife here in Charlotte. And I started out in another state rehabbing raccoons. But in North Carolina, we have to do an apprenticeship for three years before we can even work with RVS species. So I'm under a three-year commitment right now to apprentice here so I can get my full license and be able to uh, be a full-fledged raccoon rehabber. What so. is RVS? A rabies vector species. So um, raccoons, coyotes, fox, Skunks. the primary carriers of rabies. And I've had my rabies vaccination, so the pre-vax, so that when I am ready to start working with them here, I'll be ready to set now, to go. What if a, if an animal uh, does have rabies? They're exterminated, correct? Like there's no coming back from that for the for the fur bearing animal. No, if they, yeah, if they definitely have rabies and it's confirmed. I mean, it's always better to be safe. And if if we have a finder that even thinks there might be a possibility of rabies, our first instructions are keep you and your family safe, stay away from it, let the authorities, animal control, do what they do. But you know, a lot of times it may not be rabies. It may be distemper. It may be they fell and hit their head and have a seizure. They could be hit by a car. Even parasites can cause, you know, symptoms that look like rabies, but that isn't rabies. But we would always rather people be safe, of course. Like our primary concern is the safety of citizens. Is distemper, can they overcome that or is it a fatal disease? It It's rare. I mean, by the time symptoms exhibit, they are pretty much at the end stage right. and it's so contagious. And we also wouldn't want to spread that to our animals, the healthy animals we have in rehab. So how is it spread? Is it spread but, like, uh, what's the, what's the parvo for dogs or um, how is this spread? Well, this is spread from, um, like uh-huh. mucus. So airborne and parvo is mainly spread Species. through, fecal matter so i didn't and everyone worries about raccoon roundworm brain eating roundworm but i mean you basically have to be playing in the Mm -hmm. poop and then biting your fingernails i mean we have hundreds thousands of rehabbers that work with raccoons every day and they don't get rabies and worms and you know you just take precautions and so how bad was a rabies shot or was it quick and easy was so easy. Um, it's a series of three shots and they work you up to the dosage. So the first one, it's just in your shoulder and it's super easy. Now the treatment for rabies, that's di- that's a different story, right? That's uh, that's a series yeah. of shots and they're right around the belly button, aren't they? Was, um, no, they don't have to give them in the abdomen anymore. But the thing, yeah, they're, they're super expensive though is the only thing. The cost is pretty prohibitive. I mean, it could run 10000 to... $25,000 to get the series. Something that cost them $3 to make. Post. Probably. Exactly. It's more exactly. government bullcrap. It used yeah. to be 26 days in a row of getting a shot in your belly button. Right. Is what it used to be. I bet you were tender by the oh. end of that. <laughs> by about day 13. Oh. Couldn't handle another mm. shot. Yep. No, thank you. Belly. Okay. Tara, yeah. I want to get into the meat of this deal. That right now, <clears throat> a lot of people think, or the, the, the opinion with some is that we are having a huge reduction of our turkey numbers 
and a lot of it has been blamed on the raccoon and other fur-bearing animals. Now, so what they've done is, is I don't know much about raccoons, and I'm going to let you educate us on this, but how many pups, what, what do you call baby coons? Are they pups? Kits. Kits? Kits, Kits. Yeah. How many kits? How, how many do they have in a year? Hmm. I wouldn't know in a year. They have a litter of, they can have like one or three or four at a time and a couple of times a year. So maybe six. Okay. Well, the, the raccoon population is blowing up or it seems. So what's happened is, is we do, they do varmint contest in Texas and Oklahoma and a lot of, most all states do where they shoot the coyotes they shoot a coyote, they call it in. And now raccoons is something they're doing and the deprivation because they say it's going to help take care of the nesting animals. Now, turkeys, quail, turkeys, quail, uh, basically, basically it. You, what's your right. suggestion for, for what people should do to help call these raccoon numbers? So I'm thinking that by exterminating large numbers of them, nature, just being nature comes in and then they need to produce more kits the following year to make up the deficit. So anytime you take one grown raccoon out of any situation, there's going to be maybe 10 more that come in to take the place of that one. So I don't think that mass extermination is the answer to that. Um, there are ways to deter raccoons from these areas, a way to protect them. Um, we were talking behind the scenes about, you know, getting a, a cattle dog or just other forms of protection and protecting the grains from, you know, just not having food out anywhere that they could get access to and just stronger wire when they're building poultry enclosures or, you know, just taking taking precautions on that end and protecting themselves, but being able to coexist because anytime you take anything out of nature, it leaves a vacuum and nature has to fill that vacuum back up. But so what about the bird's nest in the wild, like turkeys and quail? Yeah. Cause they're not going to, um, they're not going to build the, the argument is so Texas, Oklahoma, um, Missouri, there's a lot of like Southern States where the Turkey numbers have plummeted and nobody can really explain why and one of the one of the suggestions is that raccoons possums uh skunks uh, a lot of these ground critters are also nestrators so for the wild bird um they're thinking that if they can eliminate some of these uh nestrators that you will see an increase in quail and, per and turkey populations so there wouldn't be necessarily any wires for um, nest incubations. Does that make sense? Okay, absolutely. But I'm just wondering, <clears throat> Is I'm curious, is it proven to be the nest raiders or have they been hunted um, to extinction? So until I see paperwork, like I really want to see studies before I would assume one way or the other. And I just think that they've made a hypothesis and people that want to exterminate the nest raiders have taken that as a green flag to just go hog wild and kill them by any means necessary. Right. So, um, Overhunting is probably definitely, it could definitely be uh, leading to some of this. I know in our area, the limit is four turkeys. So, I mean, if now um, the last couple of years, 
it's impossible to, to, to harvest four turkeys. Like you just can't do it because they're not here. Um, I have never filled my tag limit on turkeys just because it's actually pretty hard to do to shoot four in our area. Um, but yeah, overhunting is definitely should be something that is a concern. Um, and I think a lot of states are looking at a lower bag limit for turkeys. Um, but to, to, uh, to test the hypothesis, I mean, the only way to do that is to exterminate raccoons and see if there is a rebound. Now, the problem with raccoons is they've got a bad rap of being these little pesky animals that will dump your garbage over. So nobody's really uh, an advocate for them, right? Right. Like nobody cares if a raccoon lives or dies because, you know, it's just this thing that's you leave your garbage out, you're going to have your garbage all over your front, all over your front porch. Um, right. But yeah, it, it's definitely been proven that raccoons, they've, there's, there's plenty of videos that raccoons, possums, skunks, will go into these nests when the hens are away and then rob their, basically rob their entire clutch for that, that spring. And then the hen has to get rebred and then it's a whole, it's a whole big thing. But yes, there, there are videos of it. To what extent? I don't know. That's what I'm thinking because is it to the extent that that is what is solely responsible for the huge decline in turkey numbers? So I mean, it could be a combination of those. And I mean, they're definitely mischief makers and they're just trying to find food sure. to feed their families like everybody else is. So <laughs> I think the thing is that if if people could have a personal experience with a raccoon, because I have so many rehabbers nationwide that said once they got into rehabbing and their grandfathers got to experience these animals on a different level, that they have actually broke down weeping, that they killed so many of them senselessly when they see like the magic of what these animals are, when they experience them in a different capacity. I don't uh, see, I don't think people are wanting them as pets because they're not a pet. It's a wild animal. I mean, well, I mean, they don't want them as pets, but I'm just saying there's such a misconception about them. Like I can see, wanting to protect your home, but there's ways to do it that aren't as merciless as it's being done now. Like as rehabbers, we have to go through all this training. I have to go through three years of apprenticing. One raccoon costs $900 for a season to rehab it for a baby raccoon. But and so we're devoted to saving what we can. And yet if someone wants to go out and beat a raccoon to death with a baseball bat, that's fine. Well, I don't think they're doing that. No, they're they're just, they're wanting to. No, they are. There's videos, all kinds of videos where they get them in a trap and then they beat them with a baseball bat. Well, I have it. And there's teenagers in Missouri that for fun beat a raccoon to death on video and they don't get any consequences. Well, I and yet if we try to help them as rehabbers, there are people that try to help them that aren't rehabbers and they get put in jail and they get a $5,000 fine, I, but yet it's okay to go and well, do these horrible, malicious things to them. So we don't condone any of that. We're, yeah. we're hunters. No, we're I, not, I don't, if I saw somebody doing that, pop them upside the head with a bat. That's, that's not right. That's a bad look for everybody. Yeah. We're, we're not for that. Absolutely. These guys, and are, I don't, any, any animal that I hunt, I would not want for it to meet its end in that manner. No, at that's, all. that's, that's, that's like, ridiculous. It, it, every there. 
there is a quick and humane way of doing everything. These are the same kids that also light cats on fire. I mean, yes, they're just yeah. evil. There's There's bad, they're, yeah. So they did, are not representative of the hunting population as a whole. We're talking about people that are hunting. I mean, let, let, let's face it. A raccoon is a varmint. A raccoon has Daniel Boone wore a hat. I mean, it's a fur-bearing animal. People have sold their furs forever. There's people that trap them. There's people that that, that shoot them. It, it's it's part of the life cycle that we go through. But they also are out of control in some areas. What is your solution for these people that have these in the in the wild, not around your house, in the wild to to rid the population of raccoons? What, what's the answer to you? What do you? What is your answer? I just, I would need to see studies done of, is the population out of control? Because I keep hearing that tossed around, but I haven't seen studies or paperwork that say that that is the case, that they're overpopulated. What, what What's your answer if it was overpopulated? Let's say I come to you and I say, listen, here, here's, here's the facts. Our, po- our raccoon population's at 15% long-term and they are killing our quail they're they're robbing the quail eggs the nest they're doing that to the turkeys uh what would you say how would you say that we need to exterminate them or to bring their numbers down i would say to find a way to protect the nest to get the population back up maybe something around the perimeter you can't do it it's a wild animal I mean, I don't, I don't have any recommendations. I actually, we were kind of brainstorming in a forum and I said, I just happened to say, well, they have birth control for cats. Like maybe they could have birth control for raccoons. I don't think they're, I mean, they're honestly, not, they're, they're not sleeping with turkeys. They're eating them. We got to figure out how to, well, no, what she's saying no, is I that understand. there was a way that we could limit the population of raccoons, but then that's just, that's gonna, what that's we're doing. Cascade. Um, Okay, I've got a study out of Iowa. There has been a 268% increase in raccoons over the last 16 years. And the, and a 23% increase in the last year alone. That's in Iowa. And that was that was written in December 2nd, 2022. So just a couple months ago and I got a fly on me. Um, so, I mean, a 268% increase in the last 16 years and, a, you know, 25% just a hair under in the last year alone. Now, that is because of a lot of different things. That is because of urbanization. Uh, there is more trash around these urban areas. And so you're seeing an increase in raccoons. And then the excess goes out into the countryside and they have to forage there. So Toronto's writing uh, articles about the exploding uh, uh, raccoon population. Uh, there's many, many cities that have Germany is talking about a raccoon explosion. There's a lot of, there's a lot of news articles that the population is growing out of whack almost. It's kind of like the, uh, the wolf in Yellowstone. They introduced the wolf. Now they didn't introduce the coon. They've been there, but they're out of control. And so they're wiping out the elk and the deer herds. The only way you're going to do it is to hunt and kill the wolves. So <clears throat> if coons are raising it, what was it, 238%? In 16 years. I mean, there's got, 268% in 16 There has years. to be a way to eradicate raccoons in, a, in, a, in, a, in some way. And 
I don't know the answer for the the person that's against them shooting these coons. All I'm asking for a solution on y'all's end, other than doing these sports where they're doing tournaments to shoot them. I just think, I mean, if that if that is the case, there just has to be a more merciful way to go about doing it than these people going online and saying, you know, hit them with a car, do whatever you have to do. I don't do see to that. This is a this is beat them with a baseball well, bat and and do it responsibly. That, if that is the case, if it is a situation where where it truly is overpopulated, I mean, we keep like you said, we keep building, and all of the wildlife has no place to go. Well, the the coons so, have, have exploded with the urbanization. They got more food. They got more shelter. I mean, they eat dog food, cat food in the backyards. I mean, they're they they are a they're pretty adaptive, very adaptive. They're a very adaptive animal, and they've adapted to urbanization. But I'm not talking about people running over a coon on a car on purpose. That's that's a good way to get killed in a car wreck yourself. I'm talking about these contests they're having to take them out of the wilds. What is the solution from y'all's end, other than these guys? And I don't know of anything more merciful. And it sounds absolutely horrible. Then, if you shoot an animal, it doesn't suffer. It's a lot better than uh, what are the other ways of doing it. I mean, definitely a baseball bat. Yeah, it's better than poisoning them. They, well, it's instant. It definitely is. The the issue for us is that they're doing it during baby season, so they're killing a mom, and then there's four kits left behind that are starving to death, that are being eaten alive by maggots, and we get them, and we have to clean the maggots out of them and, you know, try to bring them back from the brink of death. And so it is a hard balance because we're also seeing an increase and we get to a point where we can't help anymore because we know there are, you know, so many that need help. It's just, it's a good question. How do we balance our love and wanting to help keep them from suffering and also solve this issue for you guys of obviously wanting to have turkey to hunt and not declining those numbers. So I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I don't know what the answer is to that. So maybe but, if they did these contests a couple months earlier, instead of doing it, because it does say here, the young are born in April or May after a 63 day gestation period, uh, females produce one litter per year, uh, average of four cubs per litter. So if they maybe did these contests in late January, when there are no young pups on the ground, uh, maybe that would be a possible solution because now you're not ruining the lives of four raccoons or five raccoons, mother and four pups, let's say. Um, you're just right. eliminating one. Um, I would be interested to know too because there's also there's been a lot of studies that um, coyotes uh, are very good at population control. If the numbers of coyotes grow, the number of litters, the number of cubs in that or pups in that litter go down because they can they can regulate their population to always stay kind of even. Um, if there are coyotes right. that are not doing well, uh, they'll come into heat more often and they'll generate more pups. I would be interested to know uh, data that raccoons also do the same thing because that would be. That would be interesting because, like you said, if we take one raccoon out, then it's just going to replace itself with two more raccoons. Has that been something that has been probably ten more raccoons? Have Have we seen yeah. data that supports that? Absolutely. 
So they yep. so they also regulate their population. Yes. It's like I was saying before, like nature abhors the vacuum. So if we start taking them out, and that could also be what the population explosion is from, because the more we're trapping and taking to other areas and the more we're messing with environments, then, you know, the more they're having to reproduce or croach in on other raccoons territories and the population, you know, it's just nature. Nature knows what to do to propagate itself. So the more that we're messing with it, then the worse it's getting. I read some comments on this page and I, and one of them I want to share says that one of the anti-hunters, or, or, and you said you're not an anti-hunter, you believe in hunting, but some of the anti-hunters, one of their questions was, why don't you raise turkeys in refuges and then let them go? So that, you know, that don't do you any good. What do you mean? They want they want you to raise turkeys at home in a barn and then release them out in the wild when they get older so they'd have to, oh. to you well, know. Well, you can't do that because no. they wouldn't have any survival instincts. No, no, I, I know that, but that's the answer. And then another, and one of the questions was the people that are ex, that are all for them not doing this roundup of, of shooting coons and stuff. You know, how many of these people are willing to go out and adopt a coon and keep them at their house? You know, or they want to just release them back in the wild because we're that's the problem. The, the population is out of control in Iowa, and, and I'm sure it's most states are that way. They're, they're probably one of the most adaptive animals on the planet. Definitely. And, you know, they definitely can survive and do what they need to do to survive. I'm just because we we kind of put this interview together really quick yeah. and I wasn't sure what the premise <laughs> of the podcast was going to be today. So, I mean, I would have liked more time to actually ponder that and research, like what is the solution to the overpopulation in the states where that's applicable and how to control it without creating so many merciless killings in a very barbaric old-fashioned way. I don't think there's like, much of the barbaric stuff. I think one video of some kids with a, a cage baiting one is getting a lot more airplay than it really happens in real life. I've It's not, because I've been in this arena for about five years now, and the things that we see behind the scenes are just From what haunting. group of people? Because I've been in the hunting business for 30 years, and I don't condone any of that. I don't know anybody that does. I mean, I'm not saying there ain't some jacked-ass kids out there, because we know there are. They Look at what they do to other human beings. I mean, there's no doubt about that. You know, there's evil everywhere. But a hunter does not go around bashing animals with a, a bat. Let's get that out of the way right now. That ain't happening. And Well, I mean, and there's ones where, you know, we've got, like, arrows through them. and Well, that happens. You know, just there are irresponsible, and I'm glad that's why I'm glad to be talking with you guys because you're the responsible hunters, and that's why I agreed to come on because it, you are respectful. You do have an appreciation for, you know, you have empathy for these animals, even though you know you're hunting and we have to eat, and you do it in a way like you're skilled at it. And you believe people should be skilled at it and do it in a way that causes the least amount now, of suffering. I don't want to shoot. I, I don't know if I've ever even shot a coon. I've ran over some on the road by accident. I mean, they, that, they I mean, do that, try, they that do try happens. To dart. Yeah, they're it, they're on the road a lot. I mean, that has yeah. happened, but I have never shot one that I that I can remember. I have no reason. I don't like to kill nothing unless I'm going to eat it anyways. But I understand the people that shoot coyotes. Understand people that shoot coons. Understand people that shoot skunks. I have shot some skunks. 
Um, they carry rabies. I don't want them around my stuff. I mean, th- there are animals that people shoot, and I understand that. I've never killed a possum, but I ran over one. But life is a vicious cycle, and wildlife. There's nothing more more evil than just pure wildlife and, and living in nature. It's just part of the life cycle, and we don't condone any of the bad stuff. People do the bats and stuff, but I also understand why people hunt them, and I understand why they're doing these varmint contests. Um. The same with, uh, I, I, I don't know what I'm trying to get at, but the, the raccoon's population is definitely exploding. They're adaptive, and they're hurting other species of animals that need to go and I, uh, that need to survive. And I, I don't know what the answer is other than what they're doing. And if someone had a solution, I, I would be great to listen to it, but I don't know what the solution is on them. I mean, they are. You go to a deer stand in Texas where there's corn, and there's a family of raccoons at every deer stand. Well, yeah, because they're adaptive and it's a free that's right, and, th- and they're good at it, and and sure. they're very very good at it. Right, but you know, and another thing, a lot of these, a lot of where where a lot of these are gonna where a lot of these contests are gonna take place is on private land. Yeah, it's not public. So I mean, it you know, if 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 I have my own piece of private land that I turkey hunt on, and I want to get rid of the raccoons because I like to turkey hunt, that's my property. To, I mean, I can do whatever I want on there. And if I want to feed my deer corn, and I don't want the raccoons interfering with it, that's my property to also manage the way that I see fit. So there's a little bit of you know thumb in the eye of well, that's your property, but we you know we're going to tell you what should and shouldn't take place on it. Does that make sense? No, I mean, that's not, that's not logical. So, I mean, I totally, I totally get it because there's the real world, you know, application of just how to, how to coexist. And if, if the population is exploding, there's just, there just has to be a better way than putting up a flyer on Facebook and saying, kill them by any means necessary, run over them with the car, do whatever you have to do. Yeah. And I don't agree with that either. I mean, there, there, if you're going to do these things, I think that there should be a humane way of doing it. Um, the baseball bats, the running over with the car. I don't want people to put out poison for these raccoons. I mean, that would, uh, that would be a wide app. You know, I don't want a raccoon to ingest some something and then, uh, have to walk off and, you know, basically just waste away. I would much, it's more humane to me to see a, to see a responsible hunter dispatch it in a way that causes the least amount of suffering. Um, I'm trying to see, but then we're still creating the cycle of you're killing those and there's more coming in to replace those. So how, what can we all come up with as a way to deter them? Right. But not create that vacuum. I don't think that there is a way. I don't think that there is a way. Cause even if you just, let's say you just trap them and throw them on your neighbor's property. Well, it's still going to create that vacuum. You know, there's still going to be a scenario where there were 10 raccoons and now there's eight and they're going to, they're going to do what they have to do to offset. Or let's just say you trap five raccoons and throw it on your neighbor's property 10 miles away. Um, That vacuum is still going to exist whether the raccoon is alive or not. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know, but I mean, you know, as far as hunters go, something we could all think about together. I mean, it really is right. You know, it's a great thing. We're all in this together. We all want the same thing. We all want raccoons that aren't suffering, but we want you to have turkeys and quail 
And so what is the solution where we don't create an even bigger problem in the long view? I mean, all animals are hunted to a degree or any game animal. I mean, deer, if we don't shoot them, if we don't hunt and kill deer, they're going to get out of control. Every part right. of the, you know, and the answer isn't to put more, uh, restrictions. No, like wolves and coyotes and stuff. Uh, predators. I don't know. Predators, you know, is not working in the mountain States where they've put in the wolves and reintroduced them. Well, that's got things lopsided now because they're out of control and the deer populations are knocked down. I think Northern Minnesota, their deer population is plummeting because the wolf population is up. You know, you got to have some regulations on it. Well, the the raccoons are population is thriving, and and someone is is a victim of that, and it's the the turkeys and the and the quail and other animals. And then when we get rid of the raccoons, what's the consequences of that? In a long we're term? never going to get rid of raccoons. There's not enough of them. There's not that they're not going to get raccoons decimated out it's not like a like the buffalo when they were selling there's not a product there there's not a market for a raccoon other than just get rid of it to to kill some of them off they're not going to kill all of them there's no way no i mean you could kill you could probably and i don't know how many people are going to participate in this anyway like it's not going to like when the buffalo went extinct that was on mass like this is just going to be a local contest i don't even know a guy, where is this taking place? This at? is going to be in North Texas. North a Texas. guy sent me a deal, and I wish I'd have saved it now. And they have a deer lease in Kansas, and they've got in a in a ten thousand acre area, they killed five hundred and eighty coons, mm-hmm. is what they did. And he said, now our quail population is up, and our turkey population's up. They still have coons though; they're not going nowhere. I mean, they're they're, they're going to come back up a little bit, I'm sure. You know, and, and Mother Nature's when, got a way. When of, was that? How long ago was that? Uh, just a couple years ago. So, so it took a couple years for the for the quail and turkey numbers to to, to rebound, to but rebound they thinned because, out they right. thinned out a bunch of raccoons and stuff. But it's just crazy how many there are, and 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 the, and the problem is is the raccoon population used to be controlled more because people used to trap and the furs were worth something. Right, and that's why we had this status quo. Yes, not a nice stable balance. Yes, and people, but poor people ate coons and possums. Well, the people, poor people don't eat possums and stuff no more. They get a, a card and they get free food at the grocery store, so they don't have to go do stuff like that. Well, that kind of kept the the balance in check. People don't coon hunt no more like they used to. You know, that was a big sport in the '30s, '40s, and '50s. People coon hunted all the time with dogs. They don't do that anymore because the trespassing laws are different now. So that's that's a uh, varmint that's been out of control with no check. Here's another thing: raccoons live on average in the wild in Texas. This is a Texas article: ten to fifteen years old in the wow. wild. Wow, that's a old. That's a long time for something to be running amok. Because what's the average deer probably get to three and a half, four? Probably. I mean, I know- they actually. I've, I've, all the studies I've seen are about five years in the wild this, for raccoons. This is Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, Texas.gov. So this is from the, the official state, state uh, website for Texas Parks and Wildlife. Uh, but they have official state websites for every state, and other states are five years for theirs. So maybe, maybe the coons come to Texas to retire. Maybe. Maybe we get maybe so. we get all the old we get all the old raccoons that uh, you know are just right. burdens to their children. You take a ten year old coon that's been urbanized; he knows his way around. Oh yeah, he knows what time the trash can's getting filled up. 
sitting there waiting. I was trying to see what the population is, and it kind of got me down this other rabbit hole. Terry, you seem like a really nice lady, and your house is very nice. I can see behind you. Have you had a coon in the house that you've let live with you in the house? I have. I have when I lived in another state. How much crap did they tear up? I mean, they don't because you lock your cabinets and you take precautions like you would if you had a toddler because that's what they're like. They're like (laughs) three-year-olds and there are plenty of people that have them for pets and they do very well with them. And there's, there's just another side of the, like, I understand this issue with them being overpopulated and it's just, it's hard to come on and advocate for killing raccoons when this is something that, you know, I have a personal stake in saving them where I'm at. I, I understand that. And I appreciate that very much. I do. And like I said, I don't yeah. like to see anything suffer, but I also understand the consequences if we don't control some of the population, what's going to happen. And it takes Definitely. someone special like you to do what you do. I, I, I'll give you that. I, I think uh, it's just, it, it's tough because I think we all want an answer that's going to be humane and to solve the issue on both sides. So it's, it's, it's just, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, it, and, and it's also tough because that this is, this is the hard part. Well, like when, if you ever talk to like uh, an anti hunter that is against totally against hunting, well, like how do you value animal wild animal life like is it one for one because if that's the case then like you've got to be against the vegetarian lifestyle because the vegetarian lifestyle will come in they'll plow up the fields they'll spray it corner to corner they'll kill every uh bug field mouse uh reptile whatever's living under the soil they're going to totally decimate that so that we can you know grow your spinach so you know but you're against hunting where we're going to shoot one deer that's going to feed us for the year or one Turkey that's going to provide a meal for us and uh, our closest friends. So it's always, it's always tricky because, you know, people are blinded by love and you know, same as me. Like I want to see the Turkey thrive and I don't really, you know, if, 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 if it costs a couple raccoons, well, that's a price that I'm willing to pay. You love raccoons. So you really don't care if, if the turkeys thrive or if they don't thrive. But we're all blinded but by I do, our own. Because I eat turkey, so right, I'm right there with you. Right, right, right. Yeah, you want you want <laughs> yeah. a healthy balance is what you want. But healthy balance for yeah. me, like if I go and kill ten raccoons, and if that gives me another two gobblers or something like that, or you know whatever, whatever the numbers are, that's a price that I'm willing to pay. Um, and I understand your point of view that you don't want to see. You're more concerned of the way that this is being portrayed and and maybe the uh, way that they're going to go about exterminating these animals with the baseball bats and stuff? Yes, I just think it's the methodology and how they're getting on this crazy witch hunt, basically, and no holds barred by any means necessary. And I know in South Dakota, they have a competition who can come back with the biggest raccoon penis. And so just killing for no reason. That's something. They so, do something with the raccoon that, penis. Though. Yeah, they make uh, ivory. Turkey, it's got I, ivory in it. The, the, are you sure? Yes, I'm pretty sure. I'm it's it's got a check. name for it. They make calls out of it, too, I think. I think they make actually varmint calls out of it. But uh, there's a name for the varmint, the raccoon penis, and I can't remember, other than raccoon penis. But it, it's just another example of them just killing this animal for fun. And it's, I mean, it's it's a totally different story when you're saying, 
like con population control when it is interfering with you know, crops and I think that's part of it though. I think that that's why they're doing in that. conjunction. That's maybe just, the biggest penis is like an added bonus for winning yeah. the boculum. Um, but it's got a, it's got a purpose. Cause I remember we had, yeah, it's got ivory in it. So it's similar to like elephant tusks, but, the, um, but this was a bar in South Dakota that just said, we're just going to run this fun, bring back you know, a big raccoon fun thing penis. and bring it in and you win a free beer. Right. And so, you know, a bunch of animals are being killed for no reason other than, well, just supposedly fun competition. So I think, I think they're trying to not get the coons out of their corn crops is what they're doing. And that's just, a, that's try, that's probably an incentive to try to kill more coons. Their numbers in Iowa there, just there said, weren't any corn crops around this bar in South Dakota. Uh, there's so. not there. You can't go anywhere in South Dakota and not have room in corn crops somewhere close. I mean, there's going to be something around the area. But that's that's like Iowa. The numbers are up two hundred and thirty eight percent, and that's the biggest corn two hundred sixty eight percent. That's the biggest corn growing state. That's what I mean. That there's no checks and balance with them because there's not a hunting season. There's nobody going out. To, but they didn't have to do that fifty years ago because people were trapping coons for their hides. It took care of itself. A market. It took care of itself organically. Yeah, and so it's, the, it's not there the, now. The penis bone is you in in American South culture. You can wear it as an amulet, and you can wear it for luck and love. So I guess uh, back in the old days, not only did Davy Crockett have a coon hat, but he probably had a coon penis around his neck for. Good luck. Good luck and love. But but that that there's no season. There's well, there's, rabbit's feet are good luck too. But I'm not gonna go feet, kill rabbit. Rabbit feet. Are, yeah, they don't have them no more. You used to see that a lot. You yeah, used to they see rabbits. They were in every convenience store. But that's and when we're when rehabbers are the ones that are having to deal with injuries from the traps where their leg is completely eaten off mm. and they've been stuck in this trap for weeks and their arm is half chewed off. And all the injuries that we see from the traps, it's just, it's just the barbaric nature of how it's being done. Sure. Yeah. It's, That's it's why they've trapped but, I mean, for years. But there's plenty, I mean, I'm sure there has been plenty of instances where a raccoon gets stuck in a trash can at a hunting camp that nobody was going to be at for three or four months. And then it just sits there and it starves in this, in this trash can because nobody was there to take out the trash. I mean, there's plenty of instances where... Crawls up things. in a motor, somebody starts the engine, and it gets in the... Right. I mean, it, it, nature's nature's evil. We have that as rehabbers. I have squirrels that we rescued out of a car recently, and, you know, bunnies are going to be attacked by cats, and it's just the nature of how things go, but that's why we're here is because we're trying to alleviate suffering. Yeah, no, nobody so, wants to see anything suffer. We, we, exactly. But we do have to control Mother Nature to some regards. I mean, it, 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 it can't just run amok. If we didn't have any hunting at all, first of all, if it wasn't for hunters, we wouldn't have very many animals left anyways. Hunters are the best conservationists in the world. And I mean, if it wasn't for ducks unlimited, there wouldn't be a duck left. And, um, I'm sure that when you take these, like a, like a DU deal, how many raccoons thrive off of the, the land that's set aside for mother nature and wildlife? But there's some things you have to control, and varmints are one of them that you do have to control. You know what? What? What preys on a bo uh, on a uh, raccoon? A mountain lion or a bobcat? Maybe coyotes. Do coyotes get them? They, that, they may, but I mean, they don't have really a lot of natural enemies. 
Oh, a, a, a raccoon is also a very violent animal. They'll they'll eat rabbits. They'll kill birds, squirrels. I mean, they do what they have to to survive for sure. Like all wildlife does, it's just the natural order of how things work. And so, I mean, I understand about wanting to protect and have more turkeys. I just, it's still, how do we do that without inciting people to this rage where they just go out by any means necessary and create the orphans that we then have to take care of? I I don't think it's a rage. I mean, they're not sadistic. It is. When I'm reading this Facebook post on this Texas I don't see the rage. That they're getting ready to have. And when I've read them on other, I, you know, it, it's not an, an orderly, controlled situation. I, okay. Ex, uh, I don't see the rage on it. The guys are having no different than they have coyote contests. They've had varmint contests for the last three months all over the United States. Guys shooting coyotes. You know, they call them in, they shoot them. They're not killing cows. They're not killing sheep. They're not killing goats. They're not killing your pets. Uh, Tell me an orderly way to do this a raccoon hunt different than what they're doing. What's I'll go first. Okay. How about that? All right. I would do it at the end of January. No, I would do it in February because January there's still some deer hunting going on. Right? Am I right about yes. when does deer season close? The second week of January in most places. I would do it end of January, first part of February. That way you're not orphaning any uh, baby raccoons to uh that's actually when they are having their litters because over the winter they're holed up together this said april i thought we just well we have orphans now in in texas that started weeks ago so it's not the same climate we're seeing orphans earlier in the season let me so there are texas rehabbers that got baby raccoons in what about the raccoon that kills a rabbit that's got a baby and those it, orphans? This still says, everything I'm seeing says between March and April. Let's, let, let's just say. That's it, what they're saying, but we have the proof. We have the babies. But what about the raccoon that kills a mama rabbit that's got a litter? The, what about those we orphans? We can't cherry pick. Well, I mean, We don't have control over that. Right, but, well, that's, but it's the same situation. It happens. So anyways, please tell us the way that you would do this in orderly fashion. This is from the, the between March and April was be, was from Dane County Humane Society. So, I mean, it's not like it's a pro. So you would hunting. do the contest before the, they start having litters. That's what I would do. Okay. I would do that. And then I would, um, must be taken, uh, exterminated by shotgun rifle only. Oh yeah. Something like that. That way, exactly. you're going to eliminate this, like you said, this uh, this need and this desire. And let's let's face it, you know, teens are retarded; they're stupid. Um, that would, and you will automatically be eliminated if there are any. Um, what's the word? Um, uh, nefa- not nefarious, but uh, graphic any, ways of any, dying. Any gra- any uh, wretched way of uh, exterminating this animal, you'll be disqualified. How about that? We do it in the do it in January. What would do it in middle of January, January fifteenth to January twentieth, some somewhere in there. How about that? What if you did it in June? That's too hot. It's too hot. Rattlesnakes and. <laughs> 
What about uh, when? When can uh, when can a baby raccoon? When are they uh, viable? Like on their own? When do they? Because I'm sure there comes a time where mom kicks them out of the kicks them. Six out months of the... is normally how long we keep them in rehab. So they can make September, it on their own after that. October. They can. So there you go. You can do it in October. Usually... How about October? October, November. What would that be like? Having them in, uh, let's say, or having them in February. Six months. You're asking someone who raises. <laughs> when can we kill the, when, when can we kill what you love? When I want them to be killed. <laughs> so not killed. I managed. don't have an answer for you. <laughs> How about manage? How about we change the adjective? Not killed. Manage because the population is out of whack right now, and it's out of whack because of a multitude of things. But we can't change those things. We can change. We can alter the number of raccoons. Like we can't stop urbanization unless you're for having less people, which we're already doing that because we've been below replacement level since the seventies. So America's going away in the next, by the end of the deck, by the end of the century. It's just, mm. if you look at the numbers, if you look at the numbers of depopulation, a lot of these places are not going to be here for very much longer. So short of getting rid of urbanization they have to be checked somehow in my estimation, at least. When would be, I mean, ideally that would cause the least suffering to the raccoon. Right. It'd be a one population. for one. Right. Shooting adult raccoons, uh, adolescent raccoons that, you know, they're, they're, they're not, they're not waiting on, mom to come back home with the milk or whatever. I'm assuming they drink milk for the first little bit, right? Yeah. Until about eight weeks. And then we put them on kibble. <clears throat> what do they do in the wild? Does mom bring back or do they forage with mother? Yes. Mother teaches them how to hunt and fish and do all the survivor and how to, where to find dens and find dens where of to find water. What do they find? Oh, find dens for like shelter. Yes. Now let me let me ask you this. We're going to switch topics just a little bit. Are raccoons have you you've been around plenty of them? They had to have come from bears, right? Like they're a descendant of the bear. Like when you look at them, like they're a big bear with a longer tail and you know pointer ears. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, that's what their name in Germany is: wash bear. Wash bear. They wash everything. Wash bear. That's their name in German. I don't know how to say it in German, but but I mean, even like when Washington. you watch them walk up, like they kind of have that bear crawl. You know what I'm talking about? Like they've got that very lumbering look to them. Like I think that they share similar genes. They're cute as hell to look at. Like, listen, I'm not, you know, I'm with you there. It, it uh, but they're they're not population control because there's no reason to kill them. Just like right. I'll give you an example. Davy Crockett in seven months killed 107 bears. They ate them. Okay. The bears weren't under every corner. Bear population is increasing now. But so it's the same with the coons. We took care of a lot of that stuff back then, so it kept a, a balance. And we've lost the balances out of whack now on coons because we do not harvest them. NatureMentoring.com. Between months of January to March, so there's 90 days in there, which is probably why you're seeing some babies right now. So... They're on their own in what? Six months, you said? 
six months. So, that's when we normally release them. Yep. So a little baby in June, in January, he's on his own in June. A baby born in March is on his own in September. So the ideal time to be doing these things. Late October. Yep. Would be in the fall. Now, let, talk to me about this rehabilitation thing. Have you have there been like do they all kind of once they establish like you are this safe uh, and providing critter? Do they pretty much always take to y'all, or do you ever have raccoons that are like, no, I don't trust her. Send me out to the wild. I mean, they're just like dogs. They have different <laughs> personalities, and some of them are just sweet as pie. And usually, the ones that start out sweet usually turn out to be the ones that are the most hateful. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And when do they get to I that mean, age? Like, uh, if, if, if they're sweet and cuddly and then, I mean, when do they get, is it when they reach sexual maturity that they kind of go through puberty? Yeah, when and, the hormones begin. Just like human teenagers, how we lose our minds when we, yeah, the hormones kick in, they lose their minds. And, and you can have the most docile raccoon ever. And once they get out in the wild and you see that light switch in their eyes and they know that this is where I'm supposed to be in the trees and just seeing that shift in them. It's like, there's, there's no feeling like it to raise them from a baby and see, see them go do what raccoons are supposed to do. So that doesn't hurt you though. Like here I was, I'd spent these time, I spent all this time, effort and energy raising this little bastard and he just turned his eye he turned around <laughs> on me look at him yeah it's it's heartbreaking but i mean that's what we got in this for is to to keep them from suffering and give them a good life at the end see but i don't know about that see i i, I see it the other way i see it as i'm releasing this poor thing into the wild to fend for himself when he could just stay with me and i'll take care of him forever he won't have to worry about anything <laughs> like now he's got it's a dodge tempting. It's tempting. he's got a dodge card for the rest of his life and like what if he gets a, a, uh, a mean well, dog what if he falls no, out we, of the tree we pick we pick we purposely pick areas that are away from farms away from people away from traffic and we do a soft release where we bring food mm -hmm. for them for a certain amount of time until they can forage and there's a time we'll put dry kibble out for a while and once they stop coming back then we know that they've been able to assimilate in the wild and find their own way of you know hunting things in the creek or you know finding food nuts and grubs and things on their own because we're teaching them that the whole way how do you teach while we're them rehabbing that? them we're teaching them how to be independent how? so how do you teach them that um just letting them uh we'll get like a little kiddie pool and let them hunt for little crawdads in there and hide things in the dirt in their enclosures that they dig up and let them find things like hide things inside things and let them find it so and just teaching them how to coon. What What is the percentage of these animals that are rehabbed that make it in the wild that survive a year, you think? It's, we were actually reading this because there was a study they did where they put tracking collars on them. And it, I think it was 85% is what that study said. That's, that's wow. amazing. I did As long as. I was, that's, I, that shocked yeah. me. I figured it was going to be in the As long 20s. as you set them up for success and have the soft release where you're supporting them, providing supportive care for a little while until they figure it out on their own. And, you know, we'll actually walk out with them in the woods. Once we release them, we'll walk out with them and make sure that they're comfortable and they know where the feeding station is. And so just making sure they're set up for success. Because like you said, we're not going to invest all that time and money out of our pockets to 
rehab them and then send them out just to be killed in the first week. Right. I saw a video of a, a rabbit rehabber. Had a <clears> rabbit and they rehabbed it and had it in the yard. Put it in the yard. Oh, look, you go. There goes the bunny. And this hawk come down, f- oh, grabbed it, and was gone. I thought, bizarre. boy, that would suck. But that's what I mean. All like, that. I just, yeah. if I started uh, taking care of these animals, I'd never, I'd have a house full of whatever, you know, <laughs> bunnies and raccoons. You'd think and- so. But I mean, this all started with fostering dogs. And I thought the same thing about the dogs. But it just, you learn that it feels better to see the new family with that foster dog, like to see them all happy together. And that feeling overrides wanting to keep them to myself. And so when I release bunnies, I put them next to a huge pile of things that they can crawl under and hide from the predators. So well, good for you. You do a good. Like you have to be responsible we, on that side too. Well, we appreciate having people like you in the earth. We yeah. need that. It's really. You, a great I mean, time. yeah. It, it, what you're doing, I think, is you know, your voice for you know, you see, you see a problem, and you're afraid it's going to get a little crazy out there and you know there's been some uh weird way of way uh inhumane ways of doing it now here's the other thing as far as the clubs and we'll just call it what it is um i'm sure a long time ago that was the primary way of doing it because ammunition was pretty expensive and that 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 might be the argument for why some of these people choose to club these things is why waste a bullet mm-hmm. so but I mean, when, you, hard to when watch. you hit the raccoon in this video and it's sure. screaming and you keep yep. beating it and it's got its hands it's putting over its head and you keep beating it with, with the you. bat. They like, need to have their head. It's so irritating. I am caved in. I'm with you I'm 100%. With you. Yeah. That but, also is against the law. That's cruelty to animals. So why? it's a wild animal. And you still can't do shit like that. Really? No. No, they do. They get away with it. They have the videos of it, and the law still turns a blind eye because it's but, wildlife. Like you'd never get away with doing the things that they're allowed to do to wildlife. If you, if any of this happened to domestic animals, there's such an outrage. I, I just don't understand why it's okay to do this to a raccoon, but it's not okay to do this I to a dog. I don't either, and it shouldn't be. And if I saw it, I'd put it into that. Pisses me off. Um, there's no sense. There's no does. sense to make anything suffer. No sense at all. <clears throat> well, and it and then it makes hunters look. Horrible. It makes all of us look bad. Yes, it that does. choose to do this. And you know, I'm not. I'm not yeah. in it to see a raccoon suffer. I am in it to make sure that my ground birds have a healthy environment that they can thrive the, in. The people that are putting this this yeah. contest on in Texas do not condone any of the stuff like that. That's not what they're after. Not one bit at all. So I can I can tell well, you. Well, I was trying to find Lane's post because he actually was supporting it because people were saying, "Well, do you mean if I hit it with a vehicle that that counts?" And he's like, "Yeah, by any means necessary." There's, so he actually is encouraging them to have really poor behaviors around this. So well, I don't I don't know the context of all that, but I do know this: if you're going to go ride around in your truck to be in that contest, you're going to burn a lot of gas and not shoot not run over well, many things. And that's. That's dangerous to the driver yes. because if I see a raccoon two lanes over and I'm swerving to go get it, well, now I'm putting a lot of people in jeopardy. So yeah, that, that that's irresponsible. Yeah, that 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 and to me that's that's not going to be happening anyways. I mean, you try to go in your neighborhood and you drive around and try to run over a coon tonight, and it's going to be almost impossible. I bet you. They won't. They won't have it. They won't stand for it. Who? They'll warn the each raccoons. other. Well, like, listen, just, there's a crazy lady behind a wheel. They'll warn right? each other. That, that's yeah, that's not going to happen. And yeah. do you, 
It's just crazy when you see our view of the raccoons. Like uh, so many people, I had a guy who's a lawyer and he has a pet raccoon and he said the pet raccoon literally chewed a cancerous growth off of his arm. Why? Like he was getting ready to go to the dermatologist and they're so in tune. They're, you just can't believe how in tune Did they are. And they run so much deeper than people have any idea. There's just a whole other side of raccoons that Did we Did he go see to the doctor? As rehabbers. Did he go to the doctor? He had a dermatologist appointment set up and the raccoon had bit it off of his arm. And she said, you know, you're fine. Like it's gone. So you don't even need Died me. of rabies, but he did the cancer. Didn't so, <laughs> <laughs> There's it's not, rabies is not that prevalent. So come on. No, I know, I know, but <laughs> yeah. If you look on the CDC website in 20 years, there's been three people that died from raccoon rabies and they have an, assembled by them because they couldn't prove that that's what it was because they got liver or organ transplants. And they're saying three years prior was when the rabies came into that organ that was transplanted into them. Right. It's like a totally bogus. So if you go on the CDC website and look at raccoon rabies and humans that have died, well, it's listen, I don't trust, I don't trust anything coming out of the CDC because the COVID deaths are not near, <laughs> you know, like that's a whole nother podcast, but like anything coming oh, yeah. out of the CDC, like I'm already also want to go out there on, on record and say that we do not recommend going to get a raccoon to chew your cancer off. I would, right. I, I right. Would be There's that too. disclaimer. Yeah. So. yeah. But disclaimer on that. They, I mean, I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to debate. They are cute and cuddly animals yes. and the facts that they have, you yeah. know, uh, hands that they can use and, uh, you know, yeah. they're I mean, a neat animal. They are. They're very neat. And I think that they, they should be treated with respect just the way, same way that I treat all the animals that I hunt every year with respect. So, Absolutely. um, I, I, I applaud you because listen, there's a lot of people out there that would just sit on the sideline and paint everybody with a broad brush. And you had the courage to step up and have a respectful conversation with two, uh, Neanderthals. So my hat is off what? to you. Um, it's been, well, it's you. been an hour now, so I think that we've pretty well covered everything, but I, I'm seriously. For you to step out and agree to this, my hat is off to you, and I respect you for that. Um, we're just going to have to agree to disagree because yep. I think that the I think that yep. there is a way to get the population in check. And I appreciate you being on here. We wish you the best. God bless you, and thank you for what you're doing. You. And um, we do appreciate you being on here. Thank you. Don't so much. Don't be assholes out there in these <laughs> raccoon things, right? That's what you want to say. They say say what? Just, just don't be an asshole in these raccoon in these raccoon things. Just don't cause suffering. There you no, go. We're, like, really. We're with you 100% on I agree that. agree with you there. Thank you, ma'am, yeah. and you have a wonderful Thank day. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jeff, Th Andy. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate it. Thank bye -bye. you. Okay. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Very nice lady. Yeah, she is very nice. 268%. That's crazy. In Iowa. It's just, there's just no market for them no more. And that makes a lot of sense because a long time ago when there were um, trap, when there was trapping and there was a market for the fur, it took care of itself. It took care of itself. But now all yeah. of a sudden, there is so much. How much food do we throw away as Americans? Oh, you like, get any trash can in the world, I mean, a coon can live off of it. You know, back a long time ago, there was no scraps. Yep. And if there were scraps, it went to the you're dogs. You're exactly right. So, like, there was not an abundance of this food that was just readily available for all of these possums, skunks, uh, raccoons. I'll tell you another thing. I didn't realize skunks had a breeding season until yeah, they're, they're everywhere. Yep. They're all over. Yep. They're getting ran over by the dozens. Um, nobody ever wants to save the skunk though. No, that's a tough one to get behind. 
Um, but I'm also aware that I would it would make me uneasy to club a raccoon. No, I couldn't do that. I'm not that kind of person. I don't even like. But I also understand somebody's attitude of you know why waste a bullet. But just doing it for kicks, I'm against. I, I'm not clubbing a. a and a raccoon, and I'm and I'm against clubbing. You know, there's the video of the cranes getting the baseball like bat. I don't I'm like not, that either. There's a quick way of doing this. Yeah, and and ammo is neck, not that expensive, or ring its neck, and I ain't right. jabbing a damn piece of metal in its head either. All right, thank y'all for listening to us. God bless y'all. Have a great weekend. Okay, thank you. Bye. You ended that too quick. Ladies and gentlemen, go check out all of our sponsors and participate in these varmints. Uh, participate in these contests responsibly. Check out Shen Gear, Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Podcast, Alpha Outdoor Specialties, Bangtail Whiskey, Stanfield Outfitters, Dirty Duck Coffee, Ducks Unlimited, Dirty Dirty Duck Coffee, Double T British Kennels, Gundog Outdoors, Pacific Calls, Dive Bomb Industries, Boss Shot Shells, and Mossberg.